Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammonds here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 185. We are back after the international break to go over our ill-fated loss to West Ham at the London Stadium. Uh, With the calendar now turning over to April, the fixtures are hitting us thick and fast and becoming even more important as we head toward the end of the season. With that in mind, we look ahead to next week's visit of Manchester City at St Mary's. Plus, we have all the news from the internationals and we award our player and goal of the month for March. Joining me, as always, is the one and only Moscow Mush, who I trust is well rested from the internationals and raring to go once more. Uh, It's great to hear your voice again, Mush. I thought you were going to introduce me with speaking of thick and fast. (laughs) You're definitely not fast, Kev. I'm trying to be as quick-witted as I can, but yeah. (laughs) And you're visiting our shores very soon. Yeah, yeah, I'll be over in a couple of weeks. So I'll be able to catch that Bournemouth match that's is looking more and more crucial <laughs> by the day. Yes, well, they all are now, aren't they? But yeah, um, yeah. And again, we have to talk about another loss, which is it's never easy. Obviously. We've got enough experience. It should be piece of piss for us by now, shouldn't it? Should be. It should be. But yeah, and and we've got Man City next. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, that, that piece of piss, man. yeah, yeah. Um, I've done a lot of fixture watching over the course of of this season, especially lately. Um, it's bleak, and you know we know this. Goals at a premium, we also know this. But yeah. I mean, I, I refuse to believe that we're down until it, it's mathematically impossible. Yeah, um, it's not over until Katarina Lipper sings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's tight down there, right? Uh, I'm not talking about yeah. Katarina Lipa, by the way. <laughs> oh, might be, don't know. <laughs> uh, we, we saw West Ham start the day in 19th, and of course that win pushed them to 14th. So um, let, let, let's do something, Kevin. Let, let's not mention the R word. Um, and <laughs> love you. <laughs> let, let's take it. I know this is a cliche, but let's take it one match at a time. You know, I don't care what comes out yeah. of City. Let's just focus on City right now and. I'm no longer looking at it because it's driving me insane, basically. Yeah, I mean, you just you do have to just take them as it comes. We're not mathematically relegated yet. Um, it's not looking good. You know, we're still a good four points out of the relegation zone, which isn't, you know, it's not the worst gap, but it's looking more and more difficult to bridge it uh, with uh, yeah, every every coming fixture. 
it's just those six pointer games that we have to you know try yeah. and close out I'm, and you know, we've both got one down already and there's three to go so yeah and i know that leicester everton leeds bournemouth and forest have a game in hand over us which yeah again that doesn't sound good and west ham actually have two so and there's five points between bottom and 13th so yeah it's not over yet and, and we surely have more to give, don't we? And it, it, it just can't end like this. Crazy, crazy season. It is, but yeah. And how many times did we think that we were down in the 90s? And it, I think it was 95, 96. Yes, it was. That was that. We were in the bottom three throughout that season and we survived by goal difference. Um, and wow. in that in that run, and we beat Man United, who took, went on to take the double. So am I doing anything to convince you here? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. There are there are positives that we can take. Um, like I say, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Um, you can talk about the mathematical number of points needed. Um, I think it's going to be quite low this season, uh, just because there are so many teams that are equally as shite. And um, yeah, as few as thirty points has been enough to keep uh, teams up in the past. So you know, we're only seven points off that. So. Just have to see how the rest of the season pans out. Yeah, it could be worse. We could be mid-table in League One. Uh, well, give it a few seasons, mate. <laughs> ITN News, Kevin. Should we hit some news? Do it. This is ITN in that number news. Okay. Uh, let's start with a great bit of news, shall we? Why not? Um, I'm sure you've all seen the pictures and unless you've been living under a rock. But Tino Livramento, who's back in training, and you can't help but smile at that. It's um, That's great. And it was April last year, wasn't it, that he went down with that ACL injury at the Amex? And you recall that one, yeah. because we were actually at that game. Um... Well, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> and um, we did bump into Tino, didn't we? Um, grabbing a, a cheeky bit of fried chicken at the, in the fan zone. And that was a different uh, game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a while afterwards. So he's still in and around the team. Uh, so, yeah. No, actually, Kev, that was a season before. Was it really? It was, yeah. That was um, the Spurs game at, it, uh, at home. He was out with an injury at that time. At that he was well, out, but was... we didn't we didn't know that he was out at that point. Um, and yeah, so you kind of like asked him. He said, "Ah, it's nothing serious." And yeah, it wasn't. He was back again the next week. But yeah, and then the season after is when he done his ACL. God, time flies, doesn't it? it does totally, yeah. And he's still still he's still how old? Twenty. 20, 20 yeah. So we can't say he's a teenager anymore. No, that's 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 Lavia, isn't it? He's the teenager. Lavia, right. he's the, te- <laughs> um, the only teenager. He was due to return in January and well, late January, early February, but he suffered that setback and needed another minor up. But it looks as though the worst is behind him, and we can finally look look forward now to his return. So, yeah, I think he travelled with the side as well, didn't he, to the London Stadium? So that that's good. He's just getting in and around the first team once again and get him in before the season ends. Massive. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see him play before the season's out. I mean, it's looking like we might have, um, you know, problems with the number of fullbacks that we've got fully fit. So yeah, if he's one of them, that'd be brilliant. Exactly. Exactly. It's all good. Um, Jan Bednarik. I want to talk about him quick because he had a suspected yeah. broken rib against Spurs, didn't he? And um, couldn't continue. Right, yeah. Um, there was reports that you know he survived serious injury afterwards, and I thought, okay, so maybe it's not a broken rib. Uh, and he was given um, a pain-killing injection so he could meet up with the Poland squad, which indeed Christ. he did, Kevin, as you will allude to in a bit, no doubt. But um, no hint of an issue there, because, yeah, he played against uh, West Ham also. Yeah, suspected broken rib, I don't know. And some bad news, actually. Juan Larios is, is out for the season, and Sellers announced that in his West Ham press conference. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. if it was me, I'd stick him in the B team anyway, so just to... Give him, you know, some more game time and get him up to speed. So. Um, Kevin, something that really tickled my balls in the week, right? Tell me. <laughs> um, it was a there was a study out, a, a, a bet victor study, uh, and it calculates the most creative players in each team in the Premier League, and it places them in a table using two metrics of chances created per ninety and xA per ninety. Um, so. Would you like to have a guess at which saint features? Is it our holy teenager? <laughs> no, it's not. Is no, it Prousey? It's not Prousey either, Stuart Armstrong. All right. Um, and he, the, the 11th in the league table. So, yeah. So, Stuart Armstrong is our most creative player. Um, he hasn't had much game time. It might be a bit of a bias because he 
does tend to come on more as a sub, so I guess he's more full of energy and got shit to prove when he's on the pitch. Well, I mean, he started yesterday, didn't he? So. Yeah, but I mean, compared to the names that I, I raise, uh, yeah, Romeo and uh, Prowsey, they, they pretty much play every minute, don't they? Yes, they certainly do, while Prowsey has. Um, and yeah, so Stuart Armstrong, 11th. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the top 10, actually, because I think it's quite interesting anyway, if you're interested. Uh, 10th is Sterling. 9th, uh, James Madison. 8th, uh, Saeed Ben Rama. 7th is Mo Salah. 6th, Adama Traore. 5th is, oh, I can't remember his first name, but um, the Brighton winger Matoma. 4th was uh, Odegaard, Martin Odegaard. 3rd, uh, Dejan Kulishevsky. 2nd is Bruno Fernandes. And 1st, is it in doubt at all? Kevin De Bruyne. Most most creative player in the Premier League, according yeah, to this news. Um, by the way, it's it's Calroon at the time. Yes, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so interesting study there. But yeah, well done, Stuart Armstrong. Nineteen-year-old defender Matt Carson signed his pro deal, keeping him here till yes. June yeah. 2024. So yeah, uh, it's a Northern Irish defender, isn't he? And um, yeah. he was part of that. Under 18 team that won the League. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard much from him, but apparently, yeah, he just played quite a bit in the B team, doesn't he? He has, yeah, he's, he's gone up, promoted to the B team. So, yeah, I'll keep an eye on him now. But he's only got a one year contract. It's kind of like a, a Jesse Marsh contract they offered him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was more of a four months contract, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is some sad news as well. We had a former Saints captain in the 60s, Tony Knapp, uh, passed away at the age of 86. Um, so he, he was signed by Ted Bates in 1961 from Leicester, who were a division above. Uh, and Ted Bates persuaded him to join you know, a league down for a club record fee, uh, £27,500. Um, made over 260 appearances and he left for Coventry in 1967. So... Yeah, that's a sad bit of news. Nottingham Forest game, Kev, that's been moved. I think when I uh, mentioned it to you, you said, oh, that's going to be, that's the kiss of death on it straight away, I think is the word that you said. Um, so it was supposed yeah, to be... Like sat- yeah, I moved to a Monday night. Yeah, it was supposed to be Saturday, Saturday the 6th, but it now moves to Monday the 8th for Sky. Uh, and something else that was quite interesting as well, um, we, we questioned it before about Sayers not including Joe Rebo. He seems to be... You know, he seems to have disappeared. We don't know what's happened. And um, he, he's given an interview over his lack of involvement recently. And um, I, I shall read it for you. He says, I'm not really too fussed or too phased because it's all a process. It's growing pains. I just need to be patient and wait on God's timing, which is perfect. Of course, it's difficult. For any normal human, it would be difficult. But for me, I don't let that affect me too much. I'm pretty strong minded. So how I deal with disappointment is I kind of use it to charge me and just try to improve the best I can. Oh, it hasn't affected his, his involvement with, with Nigeria, is he? Because he played like 30 minutes uh, in the recent internationals. But yeah, it's um, I don't know how, how to think of that. Do I Do I look at that and say... Is, is he just happy sitting on the bench and getting a wage or is he just really that laid back and just does and he just you know he is being really professional about it and trusts the process i don't really know which way you stand on that i mean he's a funny player isn't he really i mean we were quite excited when he joined us um from, from rangers wasn't it mm. um and he was lighting up the europa league and for the price that we got him for, it seemed like a bargain. And at the beginning of the season, it looked like a very good player. Sort of tailed off now, hasn't he? And we don't really see much of him at all. It's not, it's not a question just of um, him, is it? Because our, our squad is so full, it's just bloated. And uh, we're going to have a lot of decent quality players on the bench. Yeah, not world-class quality, but decent quality players on the bench. It's just, I guess, part and parcel of being uh, a member of the Saints squad at the moment, I suppose. Yeah, Kevin, international roundup. Shall we uh, round them up? Let's do it. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we'll start off with um, with Belgium. I mean, our, um, and he's only a teenager. You've got to remember that. <laughs> um, he made his uh, senior Belgium debut as a substitute against Germany, didn't he? He did. Yeah, that was great. Um, he only come on with ten minutes to spare, but I mean to. 
to, to do that and to get the win as well. Good stuff. Yeah. And, and all at 19 years old. It's yeah. unbelievable. Um, our Norwegian god, uh, <laughs> Moen, you see, um, he played 78 minutes against Georgia in that one old draw. Uh, yeah, they lost 3-0 to Spain, which is, you know, he played 74 minutes of that. But yeah, and he actually got his 50th cap in that game as well. So, um, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. For a player who... He's still involved everywhere he plays, you know. Everyone seems to like yeah, him. Yeah, they like him, but I mean, you know, I, I think he's a bit divisive, isn't it? Uh, isn't he? The, the, the fans sort of think he's shite, <laughs> mainly. I'd like to hear what the Norwegians <laughs> think of him. Yes, yeah, it would be nice to hear. Well, I mean, Celtic fans raving about him, weren't they? So Ages ago, though, wasn't it? Africans, Mali, yeah, they had a, um Afghan qualifier against Gambia. Gineppo, he played uh, 58 minutes in that 1-0 loss. Um, yeah, and he was unused in their 2-0 win over Gambia, so on that re- return fixture. So when, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Musa Gineppo, he, he doesn't play and Gambia win. He plays and they lose. <laughs> Coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's just the way, isn't it? Um, yeah, other Afghans, uh, we've got uh, Chris Hutton's Ghana. Uh, Carol Dean Suleimana, he played um, full 90 in a one all draw against Angola. Salisu. Yeah, injured, injured. Uh, hence why he wasn't involved in the the West Ham game. So, yeah, not involved in, in Ghana at all. And they also drew, sorry, they they won. They beat Angola as well, didn't they? And, and, and Suleimana paid a good 83 minutes in that game. So Yeah, okay. And, um, yeah. Speak of the devil, uh, Joe Rebo, yeah, he uh, recently just came on as a sub in the 61st minute in a 1-0 win over Guinea-Bissau. Uh, Tulpul uh, didn't feature in that match, he was just on the bench. No, but he did, In he played the second half in the uh, the loss at home in the re- return fixture uh, to Guinea-Bissau. Um, Joe Rebo not included right. in that one, though. Bringing it back close to the home um, Ireland, um, Baza, he started in a 1-0 loss against France at home. Smallbone picked up the man of the match in the 3-2 win over Malta. He got an assist in that one as well. That was his debut uh, for, for Smallbone, yeah. So an assist and, and a man of the match on his debut. Uh, and Bazunu was on the bench for that one. So another so one. Bazunu goes on the France. bench and they win. <laughs> and... Uh, it comes on against France, and they look that, that. I mean, come on, it's France. Um, and I think last but not least, uh, Poland. Uh, Yanni B. Yeah, he was in that team that uh, beat Albania one 0 Yeah, played the full ninety in both their games, and they played against Czech Republic as they lost three one there. Um, you say last but not least, you're forgetting Scotland <laughs> and Croatia as well, actually. Oh, you are, yeah. Croatia, well, Croatia, yeah. Orsic, not involved in their 1-1 against Wales, but he was needed in that 2-0 victory over Turkey, so included there. Uh, Kev, tell me about Scotland. Scotland, freedom. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, well, Stewie and Jay. Well, yeah, I mean, they had a, a pretty blinding week, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I think I, we've saved the, the best till last year. Belgium had a good week, and yeah, but, uh, Scotland, yeah. Fantastic from our neighbours to the north. Yeah, I mean, that, that 3-0 win over Cyprus um, with both the yeah, Stewie and Chile in there uh, from the start. Um, and then a uh, historic, I think, 2-0 victory over Spain. Wasn't expecting that, yeah. But they weren't oh, so involved in that win, though. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but, I mean, uh, they were decent spectators anyway. Yeah, well, Adams came off injured in that uh, Cyprus game, so he couldn't feature against Spain. But yeah, so we've got to blame it on Scotland. They're the reason that Saints lost to West Ham because um, yeah, they didn't have yeah, they ended Chile. So that, that that's it. Yeah, that's um, uh, Dozy actually, England under twenty, unused sub in their one-one draw with France. He played in their four-two win over the USA. Unlucky Tim, um, and he played ten minutes in their two 0 win over Germany. So a great week really for the under twenties as well. Uh, all right, I think that just about rounds up our international roundup. It, it does, yes. Um, Lone watch, Kev. Uh, I think the only one that we have to mention really is is Will Smallbone because you know playing well for club and country. 
Um, man of the match performance, as we said, in, in his Ireland debut. And then he got himself a goal in Stokes' 4-0 win uh, at Coventry on the weekend. So a uh, fantastic week for, for Smallbone. I've got some birthdays, Kev. Are you ready for this one? Go on, hit me. Okay, so uh, we start with Terry Payne, the one and only Terry Payne. Uh, his birthday was on Thursday, the 23rd of March. How old is Terry Payne? 80. Ooh, he's 84. Kevin Davis, Sunday, the 26th of March. Um, 48. Ooh, that was close. He's 46. He's getting old oh. as well, isn't he? Wow. Nearing 50. I can't believe that. Um, and lastly, Stuart Armstrong. Good old Stu. Uh, Thursday, the 30th of March. How old is Stu? Stu's 31. He is 31. Right, uh, player and goal of the month. March wasn't such a bad month, really, when you look at it. I mean, it was the best of the calendar year so far in terms of points. Uh, but we did get dumped out of the FA Cup by League Two Grimsby. Um, soundly beaten at home by Brentford, which was just a terrible experience for everyone. Um, and this was our best month of the year. <laughs> um, but... In between, we did have that massive, massive win against Leicester, and then we went to Old Trafford and came back unscathed. Um, great performance from Gavin Bazzino in that one. Um, and then ended the month with that excellent comeback against Spurs. So we scored three at home as well in that game for the first time all season and subsequently got Antonio Conte the boot. Um, we scored five goals, which was massive. I mean, last month, February, we only scored two. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's an improvement. Uh, the nominations we gave you for your player of the month were, of course, Captain James Ward-Prowse for his leadership, his coolness under pressure from the spot uh, and all-round importance to our team. Gavin Bazzuno for back-to-back clean sheets and some mighty important saves in that stretch. Uh, Charlie Alcaraz, who continues to improve and he's, you know, he's, he's adding goals. He's got his second goal for us. Um, and the re-emergence of Theo Walcott, who broke a scoring drought of almost two years. Uh, the winner, Kevin, would you like to hazard a guess at the winner of Player of the Month? I wouldn't, but I'll tell you that I'd probably vote for Theo. Was Theo Walcott? He won with 39% of the votes. Very fair, yeah. Yeah, uh, Gavin Bazzino and, and Carlos Alcaraz actually got 21% each, uh, leaving the final 18% for uh, James Ward-Prowse. Who would have thought that, eh? The goals, then. We left out the uh, Chaletta Sar goal against Grimsby because, you know, it was a tap-in. And although, you know, the three goals against Spurs weren't classics either, and they were tap-ins, they were just more important. So all three of the goals against Spurs, so that was the Che Adams tap, the Theo Walcott tap, and the James Will Prowse from the spot. Um, the other one was the winner from Carlos Alcaraz against Leicester. Well, it was the uh, the Alcaraz one. It took 68% of the votes. Um, yeah, not a surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a shame because I my my choice didn't even make it to the uh, final four. I would have voted for uh, DA's tapping. Really? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. things up. Yeah, <laughs> trust you. Uh, the B team, uh, they played on Friday the 31st of March uh, against Derby away. Um, that was a big win there, 3-1. Goals from Will Armitage, Samuel Amu Amiyar and Kamari Doyle. Keeps them right up there on the tail of Leeds at the top. Uh, and their next match is Friday the 14th of April. And that's Stoke. Um, incidentally, Kamari Doyle has, uh, has earned a call up to the uh, England under 18 squad. Um, the women. Oh, yeah. Not looking good for them at the moment. Winless in four. Uh, they lost to Bristol City at St. Mary's last Sunday, uh, 1-0 loss. Really, really need to find that clinical edge once again because they're, they're yeah, just struggling a little bit. Um, and their next match, they play London City Lionesses, and that's on Sunday, the 16th of April, uh, uh, 2 o'clock. Um, and also, uh, Kayla Rendell and Ella Morris, they've received call-ups for England's women under 23 for that upcoming camp. Uh, and Megan Wynn and Alice Griffiths have received call-ups to the Welsh national side for their upcoming fixtures. So that's good news for them. Uh, Under-18s. Oh, oh Jesus. Under-18s. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, Crystal Palace at home on Saturday, Saturday the 1st of April. Very, very tough day at the office for the under-18s. A huge 7-1 defeat at home. Um, ouch. Not good preparation for that FA Youth Cup semi. Um, but Tommy Lee Higgs uh, with the only goal for Saints. Next up is that uh, FA Youth Cup semi-final at London Stadium against West Ham. 
and that is Thursday the 6th um, at 7 o'clock kickoff. So, yeah, big, big game this one. Best of luck to the lads in that one. Hope to reach the FA Youth Cup final. Yes. Okay, Kevin, West Ham then. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Not the best record at West Ham, really, have we? I mean, Upton Park or London Stadium, it doesn't really matter. Um, Only one win in the last 10 there, and that was the 3-2 win last year. Um, So we were looking for our first back-to-back win at West Ham since 1992. That's going to stretch again. Um, Our away form, of course, much better, but West Ham's home form starting to pick up. They were unbeaten in the last four, make that five now. Uh, Starters then for us, Kev, obviously Che Adams we knew wasn't going to be there. Well, I mean, he said that it was possible that he could, but we never really expected it. And Salisu also not able to take part. Uh, as originally thought. Um, but he made two changes from that Spurs draw. Um, obviously, those two injuries. But uh, Chaleta Saar and Sekumara step in. I, I, yeah, I, I think, Kev, Saya said that on the week, learning of Shea's knock for Scotland, that we would see Onuachu. You know, he, he kind of like yeah. hinted that we'd see Onuachu right. start against West Ham. Yeah, um, but deciding to go with Mara from the off... Um, just his fourth start, by the way. Um, Chaleta Sar, yeah, OK, you can put him straight in. No problems there. And he's making his first start since the end of January, by the way. But I wasn't thrilled with it because, I mean... Really? No, I mean, uh, Chaleta Sar, not, not a problem, no. But uh, just Mara starting, I guess. I just yeah. I wanted to see Onuachi from the off. I was prepared for that. Um, but, I mean, the majority of the squad was unchanged from Spurs. and oh, Also, uh, James Ward-Prowse made his 400th appearance as well, so... Big up to the captain there. But yeah, just um, the, the, the Sekumara, he doesn't often start. As I said, for, fourth start, that's it for him. Surprised not to see Onuachi? Definitely, definitely. I mean, for the the man who we've broken the bank for in the January transfer window, he's supposed to be our Lord and Saviour, the guy who's going to score us the goals that we need to stay in the league. And we start on the bench uh, and, you know, Mara gets to start over him. Mara, who really, he's had the time and the chances to prove himself and hasn't. And I feel that Anuachu, unfortunately, hasn't had the chances uh, to prove himself. And, it's it's yeah. Especially not from the start. Yeah, well, yeah, he needs, he needs to start. He needs to get minutes, you know. He, not, he needs to get not, you know, 20, 30 minutes a match. He needs, you know, 60, 70 minutes a match. And when he did come on, I mean, he was, he had one of our best chances uh, in, well, yeah, in the bar, second yeah. half. Yeah, um, so you know, I, I dread to think uh, what would have been, uh, what, what he would have been able to have done had he started. Uh, but yeah, I guess we have to learn that lesson, and I hope that we do, and I hope he starts in the future. Yeah, and I, what do you think that Sayers was was doing by putting Mara in? What was he, you know? What I was don't know. Again, we can say it time and time again, but again, we we don't see what he sees in training. He's got his reasons, whatever. Fine. But I think this time it wasn't justified. No, I mean, I haven't got the, the stats on, on this game, so I can't really compare Mara with Onuachu. But they both, um, well, when, when did, when what minute did uh, Onuachu come on, Kevin? Do you know? I'll have a quick look if you want. Yeah, d- please do, because I, I, I haven't got that written down. Um, uh, he came on in the 72nd minute. OK, so yeah, Mara had considerably more time. Uh, to make a, an impression I, and I, I don't obviously remember anything that he did of note I mean Onuachi didn't do himself any harm with the with the crossbar as you said best chance of the game most probably so yeah disappointing in, in, in that respect but the whole game Kev was just another letdown wasn't it I mean I was I was nervous that from the day before uh, and yeah. you know just got more and more nervous as the, as the day went on just waiting for kickoff and it's these these six pointers that we we it's just proving oh, exactly. too difficult for us, isn't it? When, when, we're, when we're struggling for goals and, you know, we're, we're too easy to defend against. It's just people can yeah. play us easy. I mean, we, we don't know how to deal with it. It's just we don't ever have enough in these situations. I mean, you talk about six-pointers. I mean, they're, they're, well, I mean, at kickoff, there were 10 matches left in the season, uh, four of which I would mark out as uh, six-pointers. Um, we've just lost one uh, this time. You, um, you can't do that. You can't lose to to the teams in and around you. It's just it's a well. Thing. I mean, we just did. Yeah, we just did. 
But it's not the first time it's happened, though. I mean, we we lost the Leeds, didn't we? Yeah, um, Forest. North yeah. Nottingham Forest. All 1-0s, Kevin. Just yeah. all those ones that we can't do anything with. And it's another one of those games where you can sense, and you can even bring the, the Brentford game into this recently. I know we didn't lose that 1-0. You, you know that we're not going to get a goal. You, you can see that we're not. I, I, you, you could play another 90 minutes and know we're not going to score another goal. It's just the way that it, it, it was going. And we didn't even start that well because it seemed like, well, neither did West Ham. It was a pretty slow, laboured start. And we would, you would just think that the importance of the game, they, 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 would, they would go for it a little bit more. But they just seemed not to want to make a mistake. Yeah, I mean, it's, you see, it's quite an even shit fest, I suppose. We're both, again, equally as shit as each other. I mean, when we're playing those teams that are in the bottom eight or so of the league, um, they're just shite teams that play shite football, and we're one of them. Yeah, and we are. Um, but I mean, yeah. we don't ever learn, though. We do. We, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously I'll talk about uh, Ruben Sayers' his, his press conference afterwards as well, but uh, or his comments on the on the defeat. But these games are happening too often. These close six-pointers and the games that we're losing by one goal, it's happening all too often. And not only that, the way that we're conceding goals is happening too often. Uh, set pieces again. Cannot deal with it. And what, 25 minutes in and they, they, they take the lead, Aguirre, with his first goal. Of course it was his first goal. Um, but yeah, from a set piece, can't deal with it again. Unfortunately, I mean, did have a decent chance um, before they scored. Um, Walker had a chance that he managed to volley wide. But um, that was nowhere yeah, near, was it? I'm the, when I saw it on, in, you know, real time, I thought, yeah, that was a close one. Looked at the replay and thought, Christ, that was well wide. <laughs> but yeah, but I, mean, I don't know what the XG would be like on a, on a chance like that. But yeah, I mean, we seen Walker that it is feasible that you can put them away from from that position. But yeah, I mean, again. It's another sloppy uh, defensive error against uh, set play. Um, it's Duye Shilatasar, wasn't it, with a fairly pointless foul on, on Jared Bowen. Always play with him. Yeah, he's, but he can be a bit hot-headed, can't he? And it, well, you know, it, it, was, it, it was because of him that we lost the, the Grimsby game, that bloody yeah. slap in the box and... Yeah. yeah, and here we've seen it again. There was absolutely no reason to go in that hard on a tackle that was that far from the box. But um, they, they take the free quick, <laughs> the free quick, the free. They, they take, <laughs> they take the free kick uh, quick, uh, <laughs> and yeah, Aguirre he managed to drive behind that free header. Um, free I mean, there was a rough side. Yeah, it's a free header. And uh, Duye and Yanni B, I mean, they were supposed to be on him, weren't they? But they get beaten in the air um, by virtue of just not fucking jumping at all. And then uh, Aguero gets ahead to it, free header, straight into the back of the net, and instantly, instantly, Yanni B does his little... Um, Arms in the air. YMCA dance. Uh, calling for offside but I mean they need to work on that offside trap a lot more in training because it, it was absolute dross fuck me um, uh, to, to be fair though Aguirre does he's quite smart he kind of he, he kind of nudges his way in does a sort of dummy run and then he, so you, you know what I mean he moves his shoulder in to make yeah. it look like he's starting his run they move back and then he, he just stands in the position he was and then makes his run and beats the offside track that way. Um, yeah, he just outsmarted us. Yeah, pretty much. But the VAR check was pretty lengthy, wasn't it? And yeah, I, don't know if you, I, I don't know what you saw, but I had some really blurry images from, from Sky. Like, is this what they're looking at? Yeah, it, I, I thought there wasn't much in it. So I was quite um, relieved when it did go for a VAR check. I thought, oh, okay. They don't do that for no reason. Maybe they'll um, they'll chalk it off. But, yeah, but then yeah. there wasn't enough to turn to overturn the on-field decision. So it was just like, right, okay, well you can't you can't see his foot, you can't see anything because there's too many people in the way. You just got to go with it. But you know, it took them a while to figure that one out. Maybe they were looking for something that you know that wasn't there. Well, clearly, absolutely. And when it goes to VAR, you just got to assume that it's, it's going to go against us because it usually does. And, 
Well, I don't know. These things are coming waves, aren't they? Do you remember there used to be a period where we were the ones charting that the AR was one of our own. Now he's um, he's, he's uh, transferred to one of the bigger teams, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the backs against the wall again. They have to come from behind. And I, I saw this uh, statistic that popped up on Sky then at that point. That, you know, that, that it's kind of like a complete contrast of last season where we were dropping points from winning positions but you know we, we've gained 12 points from losing positions this year and only only 10 from from uh when we've had the lead so so when we say typical saints each season it means a completely different thing doesn't it yeah but not for that current season so when it's typical this season you know but yeah. then they say yeah if saints are going to get something out of this game they're going to need well, they're going to need the two goals, and I, I see right then that we're not going to get two. Doesn't matter how long we're going to play for. Um, we, we could have had one. I mean, yeah, Topol he had a decent chance, didn't he, to, to hit, hit the woodwork that we mentioned. But I mean, that was about it, really, wasn't it? Well, I mean, we we did have a shot straight after the the um, West Ham goal. Actually, I think it was Perro, wasn't he? Hit one, but Fabianski was was to the rescue again. Is it me, or does Fabianski always have a great game against us? Or maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but. It just seems like he, he, he's always, we never seem to be able to score against him. Or maybe that's any goal. Yeah, or any goalkeeper, yeah. But just overall, Kevin, just not not enough, was it? I just we just it's it's like there there was no effort. They they didn't realise that we need three points here. One's not going to be enough. There was just not enough anything. It was just a bit meh. Yeah. I mean, in the first half alone, two shots on target from both teams and four shots in total to their three. But it's the same old story. We have more possession, more passes, but doing fuck all with it. And, you know, only testing the keeper once in that first half. It's just not good enough. There's not enough. There's no urgency there. And until those those uh, substitutions came in, uh, in the second half, like Mara and Elianusi come off, um, Suleimana and um, Alcaraz... Come on. It, it did make a difference, and it start, we started to show a bit, a bit more urgency then, and we saw more of the ball, and then they started working Fabianski more. But after that initial 20 minutes or so, that was it. They were happy to sit back just, and just play. Like, too little, too late. Yep. And like like we said before, we, we all too often that we see, you know, we have games like this, and you know the Leeds one, the Forest one, and it's just. Always on the wrong side of these one of these one goal defeats, and that's ultimately what's going to. I'm not going to say the R word. Ultimately, what's going to uh, cost? We're going to regret regret at the end of the season. Let's say. Yeah. That. Yeah. And uh, did you did you hear his his uh, interview at the end of the game? I didn't make none. Okay. Well, he says uh, I'll quote him here. Actually, Alt, uh, un- unfortunately, it's a feeling we've had before. I think we controlled the game until the set piece that gave them the chance to score. After that, we tried to fight ourselves into the game and we have some situations. They have some situations. It was an equal game, but we know it's fine margins. And unfortunately, it wasn't there for us today. This is the thing, though, Kevin, it's that, that that's happening all too often. When there is a close game like that, you know we're not going to do it. And when there is a goal, what we can see, it's more than likely going to be from a set piece. Um, I think we controlled the game in a way that we wanted, in possession, being dominant, having having the good position. But we lack a little bit of patience in the last third, a little bit of calmness in the last third. It was frustrating because we have all the arguments to get something good from today, but it's just one occasion that took everything out. Is he only just realising that we have problems in the final third and we never seem to come up on top in these margins? Yeah, I mean, he's just saying what people want to hear, really, isn't he? I mean, what's he saying behind closed doors? Because it's not working. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck nice. Um, I don't know if he's saying better things than Nathan Jones or Ralph has this so far this season. But, I mean, we're on our third manager now. And you've maybe got to ask yourself a question uh, of whether it's the manager or whether it's just that the players that we have just aren't good enough for this level. I think it's both. I think they are good enough for this level. I just don't think they, they have don't, been good enough. I think they are. I just don't think they have been good enough. There's so many decent players in that team. It's just that whatever... Oh. It's, I mean, if, if we... And I'm not going to mention the R word either, but um, if uh, 
at the end of the season, we are in the bottom three and we have to play in the championship next season and we're doing the post-mortem and looking for who to blame. Uh, I think the blame is going to be it's going to be squarely at the feet of Rasmus Ankerson and whoever's responsible for the transfer policy that we've had this season. It's not just this season, though, Kev. It was last season we had the same thing. But it's cumulative. Like season after season, we haven't solved the problems uh, in the squad. We haven't filled the gaps in the squad with players of the adequate quality that you need to play in the Premier League. They honestly believe, listening to that fans forum, they honestly believe that the players they brought in are or are going to be world-class players. Um, I think that they're very misguided and quite possibly deluded. Yeah, maybe, possibly. Um, man of the match, Kevin. Tough one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Romeo Lavia. Um, mm, just because, too. again, whenever he, he had the ball at his feet, I was excited he was doing something with it and the other players just weren't really. Yeah, and I, I think it was another one of those games where almost everyone had like a 5 out of 10 and there was nothing that really stood out uh, aside, from, aside from Lavia, who was... Um, you know, tackling well. I think I, I called out on a couple of occasions. Nice one, Lavia. Like when I was watching. That. <laughs> yeah. So you know that that's the only reason that I'm going to go. Uh, with, I was. With him. I was watching the um, game with uh, Marina and my, my sister-in-law, and my sister-in-law couldn't give a toss about football, but um, she was even impressed with uh, with that game. She was, oh, who's that? Oh, that's, that's our new kid, oh, Romeo Lavia, and he's only 19. <laughs> he's oh. only a teenage. <laughs> yeah, just, it's just like fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, seal of approval. Excellent. Yeah, there you go. You can't you can't argue with that. Do you have any stats, Kev? Uh, again, just the usual. Um, we have lion's share of possession, believe it or not, with fifty-seven percent. Um, yep, I managed to get off uh, nine shots to West Ham's twelve. Um, of those shots, we had the three on target. I think we've mentioned them all. Uh, West Ham had two. Um, yeah, let, let's put a bow on this, uh, and then we'll 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 look ahead to to next week, which is going to be oh, goodness me, Man City, Saturday the eighth of February, has a five thirty kick up a late one um, at St Mary's, obviously, and it's on Sky Sports. So, so where do, where do we start with the, with City, kind of defending champions, and you know they're hot on the heels of Arsenal, they need to be because Arsenal keep keep winning. Um, City had a big, big win against Liverpool on Saturday, and you know, but they don't have the luxury of switching off at all now at this late stage of the season, which could spell curtains for us early doors in this one. I think if, if City come out and, and uh, you know, all guns blazing, then you know we're in trouble. And I don't really know. I mean, is 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 Erlen Haaland going to be back for this one? Does it matter? <laughs> I think that's a big question. I mean, they they do rely on him quite a lot, don't they? Well, they didn't last week. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's got four goals without him. I mean, come on. If you look back at the game that we had in this se- this season at, uh, at the Etihad, uh, we lost 4-0 in early October. I mean, their last five, Kev, they've been almost almost faultless. They had a 1-1 with Nottingham Forest, believe it or not. Um, I don't remember that. I really don't remember it. Um, but yeah, 4-1 win over Bournemouth, 2-0 win over Newcastle, 1-0 win over Palace, and that 4-1 win over Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, just that Forest draw, the only blemish. Um, <laughs> it, it, they're not struggling to score, is my point, without Erling Haaland on the pitch. I mean, they got 12 goals in their last five games, right, compared with our four. And our last 12 goals will take you back to November the 6th. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we and we've had two managers since then. So, and... Erlen Haaland, his goals, obviously, 42 goals in all competitions this season. Yes, that is correct. Um, but just the 28 in the Premier League. Uh, 28 goals in the Premier League to our whole team of 23. <laughs> it, it's phenomenal goal scoring from City. And, and, you know, they can hurt you from anywhere and, and any one, really. Kevin De Bruyne, 13 assists. Uh, Kevin, on paper, this is a no-brainer. You, you take into account the squad value, the form, you know, the goals, the table, the silverware. Uh, where do the positives come from, from our point of view? And, and what do we have to do to get something out of this? Um, that we only have to play them once for, uh, until the end of the season. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that really is it, isn't it? That is, yeah. 
I mean, um, I mean, okay. Oh, I, I can look for more positives if you want. Uh, we have beaten them already this season. Yeah, yeah. We've, if we beat them at home already in this, this season, so we, we've done it before. We could maybe do it again. How did we do that, by the way? There, there, there's a blueprint, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the, it was um, Nathan Jones ball. Uh, that's the way that you beat Manchester City. Okay. Do we need to get Nathan Jones back? Just for one game, yes, yes, please. <laughs> No, 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 let's not do that. Uh, Sayer said, said in the build-up to West Ham that everyone knows what's expected of them and uh, we have a clear idea, a clear identity and every team that faces us knows that they need to be at their best to stop us. I'm not sure that applies here. <laughs> I think they could field their, their youth team. Oh, their youth team is our team now anyway, isn't it? Larry Austin and, and, and Lavia um, and Adozi, of course. But uh, they, they could field their youth, youth team and they could still turn up, turn us over. I'm pretty pretty confident of that right now. Uh, confidence is low. As I say, City are chasing the title. They need to keep the pressure on Arsenal. So with that in mind, Kevin, uh, I'm going to go with a 3-0 City win. And that's being kind. Be even kinder. I'm gonna go with the three-one City win. Oh, you you think they're gonna score? Yeah, we'll nick a goal somehow <laughs> from a penalty. <laughs> yeah, uh, from that West Ham game. I wonder actually, on the speaking of the Discord, how many of you are going to be brave enough to actually take a Saints win or even a draw? Maybe I don't know. Am I going to be? Uh, is there going to be anyone that goes for a Saints win in this one? I don't know. Uh, yeah, you have to be very brave or stupid or both. That helps. Um, but yeah, the Discord results from from West Ham then. Four people guessing a West Ham win. That was it. Only the four. Lots of draws. Lots of uh, lots of stupid people going for Saints wins. Uh, we went for draws, Kev. Uh, we weren't that stupid. Um, which very well could have been. I mean, I had one one, so not that far off. Uh, but yeah, Dan Rideout went for a West Ham win. Uh, Frederick Lazaro, Kurt Supple and our very own T. Bizzle, Tim Bizance. And actually, Tim was the only one who went for a 1-0 West Ham win. So he closes the gap on me uh, to just one point now. Um, Dan Fox still holds the lead on 49 points. Uh, and Super 6, round 45 was won by Dan Buck, Stuart White, Stephen Allen, Jason Lewis with nine points. And round 46, Tom Hennigan with 11 points. And the overall lead, Jason Braganza. Uh, 397 points as the leader. Okay, fantasy football, Kev. Um, yeah, I'm just taking a look at my team. Um, I've got Haaland, uh, who yeah, didn't me, play a minute. Me too, because it said he's got a 75% chance of actually playing. So I thought I like those yeah. odds. <laughs> um, but my team's looking rather good, despite that. Um I've got 42 points at the moment, and I think all of my players except two have yet to play another match, including Ivan Tony, who's my captain. So I think I'm going to have a complete spirit. Well done. Um, I'm still fourth in a league, top three being Oliver Boast, Harry Tizard of the same score, and uh, just between me and them is T. Bizzle. Yeah, I mean, of the podcasters, um, yeah, Oliver Boast has had the, the best march. Um, he got 203 points, and Tizard got 202. Um, yeah, you managed to pick up uh, 103 points this march. So it's not, not been the best month for you. No, no, I, I've had a shocker. Um, and I, I really need to get Robert Sanchez out of my team, which I've done now, by the way, because he, he's like taking second spot now to Jason Steele at Brighton. Um, so, yeah, he's out. But, yeah, I, I mean, I've still got I've got uh, the three Man United players that need to play again. I've got um, Newcastle players that need to play again. Matoma still needs to play again. And Tony I've got. But I also did the same as you. I captained Harland. Oh, no, I captained Ivan Tony. Oh, sorry. Well, I captained Harland, and I was probably going to get... Well, that's going to go to Rashford, who picked up two uh, against Newcastle. So that's going to go to four. <laughs> wow. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, in the big league, um, I'm still in the top 50. I'm in position number 42, which is nice. Um, just above me is Tim in 34th, uh, top three. Uh, is uh, Lucy Heiner in third place at the moment, uh, Jamie Thorpe in second, and Martin Aiding Allen still top of the league. Is he going? Is anyone going to close the gap on him? I 
don't know. I don't know. Well, looking at our manager of the month for March in our big league, um, the winner goes to Bobby Brown. Yeah, he's back. He's back, yeah. He's clawing his way back up the league. He had 224 points, so I'm well done to you, mate. Excellent. Um, Kevin, are you okay for a where am I? Oh, if you are. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I, I kind of, like, messed up last time because I did the same one, didn't I? It's not Harrogate Town this week. I won't do that again. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I should. Um, okay, clue one for five points. This stadium is located 72 miles from St. Mary's. Okay, it's going to be a London team, isn't it? Is it? Uh, probably, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Late Norian? No. Clue two Nine. for four points. Four miles south of Craven Cottage. Aha. Uh-huh. Four miles south of Craven Cottage. Yeah, you can so talk that. South London, right? South, yeah. Well, Craven Cottage is north of the river, isn't it? Um, are you at AFC Wimbledon? Yes, I am! <laughs> hey, well done. How did you get that? Um, there's not much in South London, is there? There's quite a lot. I mean, the yeah. palace is much, much further away than that. Yeah, you've got Sutton. <laughs> oh, they, oh, they're there in League 2, aren't they? Yeah. Crawley? Yeah, Crawley. Crawley's in... No, that's in West Oh, Crawley's in Sussex. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, clue three for three points was uh, currently competing in League 2 and have rivalries with Crawley Town and Sutton United. Uh, and then clue four, based in Merton, southwest London, in a stadium that opened in 2020... And then a Phoenix club formed in 2002, nicknamed the Dons. It is, of course, AFC Wimbledon, uh, and they play at Plough Lane. But for sponsorship reasons, Kevin, what's the name of it? It's known as the Elasta Plus Stadium. (laughs) It isn't. It's it's, it's known as the Cherry Red Records Stadium. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'm not good for that. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, next week uh, we have to look over the visit of Manchester City and we will prepare you for Crystal Palace. Uh, So until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up at Southampton. Network.